Welcome to another Talanoa Talk Now podcast, hosted and brought to you by the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Fatano Fatu says if we're not to Fatalanoanga, we're Talanoa Talk Now. We're fighting our way to the Maori Samoa. It's a two-sa wanga fatloto fale, masa wanga fatfilswa inga. Thank you for joining us. I am Judy Matautia, your host for today's podcast, and today. We have Catholic Social Services joining us under the leadership of Executive Director, Mrs. Nancy Tangaloa. Welcome and thank you for joining us, Nancy. So good to have you with us today. Well, thank you, Judy. Thank you, I'm honored to be here. Thank you again. Um, so Nancy, please share with us what is Catholic Social Services here in Tutuila, here in American Samoa? Um, what is the vision of Catholic Social Services? Thank you so much, Judy, for the question. Uh, well, when we think of what is CSS? Well, CSS is Catholic Social Services, which is a division under the Diocese of Samoa um, here in Pong Pong, just as you mentioned, mm-hmm. under the leadership of Bishop Peter Brown. Um, it was a, an office that it was, it started as an idea by Sister Mary Nab uh, during the Synod um, back in 1987, I believe. Um, it was an idea that she brought up because there was such a need for counseling services for substance abuse, alcohol abuse, and anger management. And so she brought it up as an idea that, hey, why don't we try and create a Catholic social services so that we can service the need? Mm-hmm. And it was then that that is how uh, Catholic social service has been serving American Samoa, and it continues to um, even now in 2022. Thank you, thank you. Wow, Catholic Social Services has been around for quite some time um, here in American Samoa. Yes, yes. Yes, it after vision. Yes. Sorry, um, it's we serve to protect family and prayer and promote safety relationship that's connected through loving communication based on truth, trust, and transparency. Thank you. Thank you for that. That's so beautiful. That's so beautiful. Can you read that again, Nancy? Um, the vision is CSS serves to protect family and prayer and promote safety relationships that's connected through loving communication based on truth, trust, and transparency. Thank you so much. Truth, trust, and transparency. Three T's, the three T's. I love that. Um, Thank you for sharing the vision of Catholic Social Services. Um, What are some of the services and programs provided by CSS for the community here in American Samoa, as well as the support provided for those impacted by by violence or victims of, of, of domestic and sexual violence? What are some of the services and programs you're supporting our community with? Um, Well, we, though we are Catholic social services, we work hand in hand with um, social services and Malo. But as DHSS is a state agent, we are just here in partnership with them. So sometimes they will 
the community will hear something on KVCK or they'll hear there's a service or something. And so they'll either give us a call or they'll come over to our office um, and we will then direct them to the actual services that's provided within the government. So we get um, all sorts of community members coming in mm -hmm. and giving us a call. Sometimes it's for a wheelchair or it's for a hospital bed or in need of food, clothing. Um, sometimes we get families um, in need of financial assistance um, with their utility bill. You know, wow. if, uh, um, so it, it's those types of services. Um, and if we have grants and funding within our office, we, and sometimes it's out of our own pockets that we will mm -hmm. assist some of these uh, community members. But then when they come and try and ask us again, that's when we're like, well, we could help you for a time, but now let's try and see how we can get you, you know, to be able to, to know the importance of um, prioritizing your bills, mm -hmm. prioritizing your you know, children, you know, with food and clothing. And yes. so um, we have all sorts of community members um, either coming over to our office or giving us a call. We also provide services on counseling. So it could be um, counseling sessions, whatever. We, we already know the list of family issues that go on here mm -hmm. in our homes. And some will give us a call. It can be a young one that was suspended from school and they're not knowing and understanding why they're suspended. It could be um, just issues, you know, maybe some children opened up to some parents about um, what's actually going on and the parents not understanding how to approach them. So they give us a call. Yes. So it, you know, where it, it varies each day, each week, each month, um, it's different, but you know, we're here to service all those needs. We also provide, um, we're very keen in on the domestic and sexual violence that happens here in American Samoa. So just as DHSS and all DPS and, um, and AS, ASG, we, I mean, the uh, AG's office, we work together depending on, um, what victims are needing help. Some are the businesses because we've done presentations out to different businesses of the services that we provide. And then all of a sudden we get a call from the HR. Or all of a sudden we get a call from the manager um, asking, oh, we have a, um, a worker that's in need of your services. So we pick them up, we do the intake, we find out what's going on, what's going on and then we, create a plan of action of um, what's available and letting them know what um, is available for the clients. Mm -hmm. um, so in addition to the, those community members, we also provide counseling sessions for the court client referrals. So um, we continuously get referrals by the court and it involves either substance abuse and um, alcohol abuse or anger management and or um, anger management. You guys over at Catholic Social Services are doing a lot. Actually, you're servicing like pretty much anyone that needs support. I like the part where you're talking about uh, counseling, the empowering of those like people that come back 
for, for, for help again, especially like um, families that um, are in need of certain, um, certain things like uh, just not being able to pay the bills, right? The, the, the utilities, therefore there's no electricity, no water, no, um, but you're still, you're still supporting them yet at the same time you empower them. Thank you for that. Thank you for the services you provide also. Does Catholic Social Services support and serve those of other religions and those who don't practice any religion at all? Uh, and I'm sure that was the intent also and the vision from the very beginning, as though it says the name Catholic Social Services, it, it's just the word Catholic because we're under the Catholic Church. But I know from the very beginning, um, it was never the intention of just the Catholic, um, you know, uh, church members. Mm -hmm. um, CSS, even as of today, uh, we don't really emphasize if you go to church or not, because there are many who are who don't even go to church. Um, some are just their relationship with God. So um, we're more focused on how can we help you? You know, mm -hmm. how can we provide service for you? So. Um, it's up to them, you know, if they want to share in regards to their religion. But yes, we it, we don't we accept everyone. What are some of the challenges that Catholic Social Services faces, um, be it with the church, the community, um, government, uh, or is it our culture? What are some of the barriers or some of the the that's made the work harder? Um, than it should be? I think the challenges uh, that we face, um, not only here within the Catholic Church, but I think churches in general, is their ability to, to, be, to open up, to allow um, our office to come in and be real. I think it goes with church community and the government. Um, I feel where American Samoa is just not there yet in regards to having vulnerable and authentic discussions. Um, it's only until then. And if it starts with just one or two people um, to be vulnerable, when I say vulnerable, it's it's putting yourself out there, mm. sharing things that you you would rarely hear someone share. Mm. Since I've worked at um, Catholic Social Services, I, I see the need and I see the challenge. So instead of me focusing on the challenge, I've been focusing on solutions. So part of my solutions is creating uh, presentations and just seeing what the need is and educating myself on it, which is the laws that's here in American Samoa, uh, maybe the different departments and, you know, the flow of the services that they provide so that when the clients are in need, I will know exactly what I'm talking about. So they're not just coming into my office and all I'm providing is a beautiful smile. It has to be more than that. They are coming in for help. You know, and I don't want to just help them. I want to see, you know, that they get more in overall type of help. 
So I start with my story, you know, like um, in counseling and and in even in the presentation, I do a presentation on the American Samoa Sex Offender Registry. And that involves um, the actual convicted sex offenders that are here in American Samoa. So there's a lot of information. So information alone uh, is so key, you know, um, not just clocking in, clocking out in the jobs that we do, but, but doing our job with intention, doing it with a purpose, you know. Um, so those are, those are just some of the challenges. Um, so I, I like what you were saying. You're always thinking about solutions. It's always about solutions. And research shows that faith communities and organizations, NGOs, such as you, such as us, have a significant role to play. What I'm trying to say here is we're, we're not competing in our roles to serve the community, NGOs versus uh, governments. We're not competing. And government, sometimes government has more resources, um, has more funding, has more support. Um, just because others are NGOs doesn't mean they are doing less. That's what I believe. Uh, for Catholic Social Services, if I look at the services that we provide, and it is under Title 47 of what um, the rights of the victims are, right? So um, they have the right to ask the police officer for assistance on getting their belongings at their home. They have the right to ask the um, law enforcement um, transportation to the medical, you know, for medical assessment. Um, you know, so they have the right to ask for assistance on shelter. It can be, we'll say, a victim in need of assistance. Um, maybe it was a, a, a domestic violence going on in the home. And she does not want to go back home. She's afraid for her life, but yet she's afraid. She's wondering and wondering what's going to happen to her children, but she's had enough. And we're like, okay, these are the services that are available. This is the plan. What would you like to do? So we're like, okay, have you had enough? Are you ready, you know, for change? Are you, she says, yes. So um, she wants to do the reporting. So we take them, we transport, you know, and go together with them for support um, to the police officer. Um, they're in need of a home. The law, the police officer will then notify the shelter. The challenge that we've had, in which I know I said I was going to mention challenges, but we um, here on island, there are just not enough shelters. There's not enough transitional housing. There's not enough uh, rental um, units available. You know, because you're you're talking about a victim with five or you know or seven children, you know, and and they vary on age, and so I can understand the the owners, um, but those are just some of the challenges you know that that we face. But and then, but I try and push the next day. Okay, we've got to get shelter. We've got to. So um, that is just one challenge. I'm hoping the governor and the lieutenant governor can really look into and, and prioritize because it is a need 
here um, in American Samoa, where we're focusing on the victim and the children to make sure that they're placed in um, safety, you know, and that they're protected. Um, but there are times where the need is a family intervention at home with the husband and with, you know, each family situation is different. So there are times where, you know, we do reach out. Sometimes we'll, um, as the victims are coming and, and yet there wasn't really any abuse lately, but they really love their husband and they're just needing help on how to have a better relationship. And we'll just conversate with a couple or conversate with the family. Mm-hmm. And we're always looking around to see what other needs that we see, you know, that, that we can assist with. We find out of their immigration status, if they're not working, why? Um, if they're, it's a lot of this where when we go to do home visits, there will be multiple homes with one surge protector, with one, uh, what do we call it, the extensions. I will extend and extend and extend to mm-hmm. the other three homes in the front. This to me looks like a health hazard, a fire hazard. You know, so I don't know if, if the ASPA are aware of it, but we have contacted ASPA and they said, oh, can you write down the, the name of the their meter? And I said, but aren't, aren't you guys, don't you guys do monthly um physical check-ins for the debit meter i mean that means that person isn't you know um letting the aspa know because they're they would be cited according to aspa if there is such thing going on that there would they would be cited mm-hmm. so it it's a lot going on you know yeah. so as we do our home visits we look at those things if they're not working why mm-hmm. um you know, is it because, oh, well, because we're watching our children. Well, there is daycare that's available. We mm-hmm. can see what daycare is available here, um, you know, that's close by. And, you know, it could be transportation. It could be, so whatever their challenge is, we try and hear it. We hear what their challenge is. And then we see what services, you know, that's available that we know of within the government. Thank you. Thank you. Where does one go to to obtain the services of Catholic Social Services? Where does one go to? Um, can you include in here, Nancy, your, your contact information and everything? I would um, um, I would think that as for myself as a Catholic, I would go to my to my catechist, to my priest um, here in my village. If I needed information or if I needed to contact Catholic Social Services for their services. But the fact of the matter is, I think I can provide that information to other people versus my catechist or my priest. Um, I don't think I'll get that information. They would not be of any um, help to me if, um, if I went to them for help. As a matter of fact, as a Catholic, I never learned about Catholic Social Services in the church. It was outside of the church. That's where I learned about Catholic social services. I learned of Catholic social services and what they do 
from from the work that I do, you know, with the alliance from from partnering with you and for the 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 other directors before you, you know, um, and partnering partnering with um, DHSS to realize that there is, as DHSS stands for the government, we do have a non-government um, DHSS. That's Catholic Social Services. We have social social services on the NGO side. So where does one go to to obtain the services, your services, Nancy? Um, we are lo physically located here at the Fatoinga compound. So um, do you know the hall where uh, the community normally have their weddings and their special events? Mm -hmm. There's um, a two-story yellow, yellow building right next to it. So our, our offices are located downstairs. So mm -hmm. that is the physical uh, office location, but you can also reach us through email. And you can also reach us through our office phone number, which is 699-5683, in which we'll have all this information for um, yes. Judy mm -hmm. to also post up. And yes. we also have our Facebook page, um, which is Catholic Social Services um, dash AS. And um, we also have our crisis, 24-7 uh, um, crisis line. Um, so it's 272-7925. And we also, I also provide my cell phone because sometimes uh, someone just wants to hear a person um, as they call the office number. Um, it's only while we're working, which is Monday to Friday, 8 to 4.30. Mm -hmm. But um, I do have voicemail available, you know, for those who would like to leave a message. But I, the, I don't think our people are, are really masangi to what the a voicemail is because I do this little introduction on it, you know, and it's in Fasamoa, and then I'm waiting for the message, mm -hmm. and so yes. I'm waiting, and I think they're waiting too. Well, go, oh, maybe we kick us out, so. <laughs> so, the, so um, right. So we do have the the crisis um, twenty four seven line available, but I do have my cell phone that I also do provide uh, just so that they have all options, you know. And my cell number is seven three three nine six six zero. That is, people would ask Nance, why are you giving them your cell phone? And I said, well. Um, I said yes to the position, so that means yes. Mm -hmm. How can I help? You know, and so that is, you know, um, the cell phone that's available. Thank you, Nancy. I, I have you on speed dial, so <laughs> everybody should have Nancy on speed dial. Yeah, everybody should have Nancy and Catholic Social Services on speed dial and use the number when you're in need of support. My last question, Nancy, is with all the services provided by Catholic Social Services, why would one not reach out for support? Why do you feel that people have not connected with Catholic Social Services with you and the team if they know of you, if they know of Catholic Social Services? Uh, I truly don't know the exact reasons why uh, someone would not reach out to us but I'm thinking maybe it's because they they don't know of us. They they're like Nancy who or Elena, you know. They they 
they've only heard of Catholic social services, you know, but they haven't really, you know, taken the action step, which is to give us a call and to maybe just have a conversation or, yeah. you know, take the action on actually coming to the office, you know? So I, I feel that that is where the, the challenges of why the, maybe they've heard of us, they've heard of the name, they see us around, but they, they're just, and, and maybe they're just not ready yet. We've been assisting uh, victims. It is so important to me that we quickly build that relationship, build that trust. You know, it can be someone that I've never seen. She's never, the victim's never seen me. I've never seen them, but they're in need of help. So as they're in need of help and the intimate details that they're describing, it takes a lot. It takes a lot for them to open up themselves, you know, and be yes. vulnerable. You have to kind of share what's going on so that we'll know exactly what's going on. So it's, it's receiving it with empathy. It's receiving it with non being non-judgmental. It's receiving it with a calm voice and the tone, you know, those things are so, I can't even tell you how important that is for the victims who are needing help at that very time, you know, of, of having that, the person that they're sharing to that they're, they have that, their expression is of, I'm here for you. I believe you. How can I help you? You know, maybe they've, they've gone to others and, and, and yet they didn't really get the help or they didn't feel that they can get the help that they need. But for those that have reached out to us, um, thank you, Lord. Um, they've gotten the five-star treatment. We help them from, we don't just help them and say, yeah, sometimes we, we, we transport them over to, um, our partners, which is American Samoa Legal Aid, if they're in need of the civil protection order. Because a civil protection order, there are different phases. So the first phase where it's just the judge, the lawyer, and the victim. And us, we're either inside or outside, but we're there as a support. And then the second hearing is where it's with the, you know, the person that the civil protection order is um, for. And most of the time, the civil protection order um, applications that we've submitted, they've been granted. So as they're granted, the person is to stay away a certain amount of feet, physically okay. cannot contact through email, um, social media, cannot call, cannot text. Yeah. If so, yeah. then they have violated the CPO and that's where the law enforcement can go and pick them up to take on to um, jail. Mm -hmm. So we assist them also in, in inform informing them the copy of that CPO needs to be given to the daycares. It needs to be given to the schools so that the school officials are aware of, of this CPO in case the person tries to show up. Um, and, you know, and just giving them tips 
on what to do on how to prevent themselves if, if they're alone to make sure that they have relatives, you know, always have a phone available, always have a second phone available. Um, so it, it's, it's been quite a humbling experience, Judy, um, just assisting the victims. Yes, we, we do not work just though the normal operation here physically in the office mm -hmm. is eight to 4.30, but there are times that we will do our home visits in the evening because that is when the family, mom and dad is home from work and they're available. Mm -hmm. So we make ourselves available to go to the evenings and also our, our presentations and outreach um, is, you know, it, it depends on the churches and the groups. It's on a Wednesday, their Wednesday service or Wednesday gathering, or it can be on Saturday morning or Sunday um, evening church time, you know, after. So wherever, whatever time that they're making it available for us, we're thankful. You know, we, we don't cater it according to our time, but we cater it according to their time. We can reach out to 10 people. That's 10 more people that, that we can um, give new information about. I hope that people are listening to this podcast um, that they're aware of the services that Catholic Social Services provide because this, because Nancy has um, shared with us a lot of this information, what they do, and they're here for the entire community. Um, and they're a nonprofit organization, they're not government. Well, we've come to the conclusion of our podcast, Nancy. Was there anything else you wanted to add? Um, we are assisting the bishop on. Um, there is what's called a youth protection charter. Um, it is within the Catholic um, diocese statewide where there is a, it's policies and procedures um, that we will be following, um, you know, with the history of the Catholic churches and the sexual abuses that have been happening within the, the Catholic churches. Um, the Pope has really pushed for the diocese to take a proactive stand, to be more, um, to be more transparent and accountable for what has been going on. Yes. Um, I personally don't, know the history of if there have been situations here within Catholic churches, but there are many documentaries, um, many um, that are available mm -hmm. of the history of the sexual abuse that has been going on um, for years. And so the Pope, um, I know, has been really pushing for the diocese to have this policies and procedures in place so that is something that we're currently working on in which will be implemented in all the parishes and all the Catholic schools so that if situations do happen, there's policies and procedures that they would follow that would include reporting, mm -hmm. taking it to the law enforcement and, um, you know, and making sure that um, the victims get the help that's needed. I don't want to focus on the challenges, but I'm more looking at the solutions. These are our solutions on 
you know, on getting um, more um, cases reported. Because as you and I both know, as we're reading the newspaper, um, yes, it the cases continue to escalate, but I'm also seeing a an increase on reporting, and it, the variety of those that are reporting. It's not just the parents. Well, it's the children, mm-hmm. it's the neighbors, it's you know. So, and that's an awesome thing to read. So, so I look at those. I used to be traumatized, you know, of years ago when we first started, you know, we would get maybe one a month or, you know, but now it seems like it's every day. You know, it's like, oh, another rape case. Oh, wow. And what do we do? We just turn the page, Yeah. you know, and before I used to be just so upset and of complaining, why this, why that? But no, now as director of Catholic Social Services, I said, Nance, look at solutions. So my solution was educating myself. I went on the asbar.org, educated myself. I went to the actual different titles. I've copied and pasted them down to a Google Doc that I actually have available for, um, I would invite different ethnic um, priests and, and pastors here that we've been able to share information with in regards to Title 47, you know, and SORNA, and Sex Offender Registry Notification Act. And, you know, so the information I get from the government, I make copies and I have it available, you know, for those who come to our office. So mm-hmm. that's what I mean is working on solutions, you know, even yeah. with the American Samoa Sex Offender Registry, um, though it's the month of April, you know, that it, normally everyone is is focusing on that issue but for me it's every day just for this particular podcast Jude I just wanted to you know um, just last words letting them know of the importance not only us who are doing the work but it can be anyone anyone can educate themselves Um, the lady at SORNA her name is Sinu Utoilupe she's the key person there at the office if you have any questions you contact her office. She'll be more than happy to email you the laws that pertains to this um, particular website. And she's the one who focuses on the website. So as of right now, they don't have any one who focuses on outreach and presentation. So that's where I volunteered myself, you know, to educate myself on the website and on the laws that she's provided. And that is what I've been able to, to share with those, everyone that I come across. Um, thank you for those last words, Nancy. And thank you for all the information that, you're, that you've been able to provide and share with us. This is so much good information. Um, and that's it for this podcast. We at the Alliance would like to thank Executive Director Nancy Tangaloa for joining us and for sharing some wonderful information about the work Catholic Social Services. And thank you for all that you and your team do to support the community. Um, I know you go out of your way, out of your time to just, you know, um, out of many things that you prioritize and just to support the victims um, and anyone that's in need because you have signed up as Executive Director of Catholic Social Services. 
Um, and if you're listening in, we hope that you find this discussion and information useful to you or anyone you know that is in need of these services and support. For more information about this podcast, please connect with the Alliance. Tune in for more discussions with the Alliance on Talanoa Talk Now. Until the next time, be safe. Soy Fua. Thank you for joining us and hope you enjoyed listening to this podcast hosted and brought to you by the American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. For more information, please call 684-699-0272 or send an email to asadsv at gmail.com. Visit us on our website at www.asalliance.co or visit our Facebook page at American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence. Faftailo awai mai ma atonu sa faamlieina lo faafong anga ile nei faatalanoanga wam faion awinatu ele mau Amerika Samoa ete atu sa wanga faloto ifale masa wanga faafeuswa inga. Monisi faamtalanga faamalmole val au telefoni ono valufa ono iva iva o lua fitulua pe imeli mai foi ile asa dsv at gmail.com pe asiasi mai lunga leu penga te failangi ile www asalliance.co Poli to Lawal Facebook Oli American Samoa Alliance Against Domestic and Sexual Violence Faftai